0: Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Sports dev, our main man Mike. Welcome back, bro. I'm at your um, Yes, sir. Uh yeah, brought to you again arau baba fruit powder. Uh, in the midst of this pandemic, you want to get something that keeps your immune system strong, keeps your gut healthy, and is packed with vitamin C. Get yours from Arewa, Baobab.com. That's A-R-E-W A B A O B A B dot com. So Afcon, this is our second breakdown. We've kind of gone through, um, we've gone through the preliminaries, second round, quarterfinals, and today we finished up the semifinals. Um, we're going into the finals this weekend, right? Indeed. What are your thoughts so far? Um, so, your- it, you
1: know, I think we we talked about the um, the Afcon right when it started. And we haven't yeah. really had any uh follow-up since then and i just you know want to give valuable to give my overview of the entire tournament i'll say tournament um started out like this the, the group stages it's kind of being shown now to be just a matter of qualification to the next round it's almost a mere yeah. formality for the big teams um the the little teams the quality of those little teams is very low um the standard of play is not very good and it makes for games that are not really worth of high quality and technicality. However, the effort is there. And that's what you want to see in a, in a tournament, the fighting spirit. There are a lot of things that maybe you are going against these players. But one would say, you know, since you are from the African continent, you should be able to adapt to these, um, these uh, climatic situations of heat. Which is kind of a mm-hmm. big problem in this tournament, especially for the North African teams. Teams like Algeria complained about the heat was just way too much. I think they had games that were played at 30 degrees Celsius. You know, so the pitches, they have been okay. Yo, been, let me right? jump,
0: let me jump in for a second. These uh these North African teams, man, they get on my nerves. You know, you're complaining about the heat was 30 degrees, but if you win, we don't hear that complaint. You know, if you win, that's not even a point you bring up. You I when understand. Tunisia when Tunisia beat us, I'm sure they won't complain about the heat, right? But <laughs> you all. know what I'm saying? That's yeah, that. yeah. But yeah anyways, you know, you, um, you lose, and all of a sudden the heat is an issue. It's 30 degree weather. Get I right mean,
1: ahead, it is what it is. You know, Algeria. One could excuse them. They just finished winning the Cup of Nations a few years ago and won the Arab Cup, which is probably a lesser tournament. It's still, good confidence to them they've shown good pedigree so one can excuse them for not showing up so to speak sort of circumstances man clearly one of the things we're seeing in the tournament is the big teams came in weren't all gelled you know they, they were still they took their time to cook into the tournament you know they simmered and just built up when you look at the teams in the semifinals i look at them and i say those those actually were the best teams in the tournament you know and, and and you know what I'm saying? It almost, you know, of course, you, maybe you could swap Burkina Faso for Morocco, but I, I wouldn't underrate Burkina Faso at all. They, you know, they're a pretty decent team, you know, and then on their day, they can be in the semifinals of the African Cup of Nations, and they made it this year. But having said all that, when you look at the group stages, it, for the most part, the teams that you should expect to go through will go through, except for one or two surprises like the Black Stars of Ghana, which were just in shambles. They didn't do well against anybody, so it was no surprise they lost to Komarosh, which made Komarosh look really good on their debut. So that's pretty cool. Um, the tournament to me didn't really start till um I'll say the round of 16, it was like the round of 16 was like how the tournament used to be in the past, whereas like good quality teams of even evenly matched strength in the middle of the pack maybe one or two teams that are just slightly above average and better than the rest. And then there's about four teams or three or four teams that the, they're picking up the rare. They're trying to you know, catch on to the African game. Those teams used to be like teams like Kenya. You know, when Kenya came to the African Cup of Nations, we knew what it was. It was, it was getting three goals from us, maybe two from Egypt, or even four <laughs> you know, countries like that. But now those countries like of that ilk, now are in that there are the teams that are making it to the second round you know and so when you yeah, look at it that's that's when you start seeing uh the, the, the just kind of the wheat separating from the shaft and um but when you get to the quarterfinals you can see the step up in quality of the tournament to me this tournament didn't really begin to cook until the quarterfinals hit that's when you started seeing good quality attacking football football that actually where There's a pattern to their play, you know, more intensity in the play. Perhaps the teams are now sensing that, you know, there's a prize at the end of the tunnel. But yet it's kind of something that we have to admit. The quality has not been the greatest, but from the quarterfinals on, there's hardly been a match, you know, say one or two dull, zero, zero drives. Even those matches usually were exciting games, but it was it was full of intensity and good attacking football.
0: Yeah, what do you think about all the red cards in the knockout stage between the second round and the quarterfinals? There were seven red cards.
1: So when I was talking about um, the things of the complaints that were, were being made, including the, uh, you know, the ref, the the heat when you yeah. went on the die about North African teams complaining, <laughs> and they do they do that really well. They, did but, you see? Wait, but, the, wait,
0: sidebar. Did you see the Egypt game today? Did you see? Did you see? They they were complaining about the ref. You saw Salah going off on the ref. And I'm looking like, what the hell? Like, dude, you would never, you would never do this
1: in Europe. So, just as an aside, so you know know what I'm saying? Like, referees is one of the things that were the biggest complaints. And Egypt has been one of the biggest complainers of the referees. Even before the match, the referee, I think, Gassama from, uh, where is he from? Uh, Gambia. That's where he's from. He's one actually one of the top refs in Africa, right? I thought he was Africa. a good ref. I thought he was good today. I thought he, he did was a job today. But the Egyptians yeah. complained. They lodged a complaint to calf when they announced him as the referee because they said he doesn't favor them in matches either in the international or the continental level in the club club level. The Egyptian teams seem to always get back calls from him, even when Egypt plays as a national team. So they filed a complaint to remove him as a ref. Can you imagine that? So that's, crazy. That, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, and, and it spilled over. And in fact, it, it, that was very unprofessional about the coach. But him to get sent off, I mean, it, it just Carlos Kiros. It, it like, shows you, a lack of respect. And I, one thing know, I didn't it, like was when Abu Bakar went and just kind of told him, "Like, come on, man, calm down and show some dignity." Yeah, show yeah. some respect,
0: dude. you know. And, and they kicked him off the field. And then I have like at the end of the game, you see Salah, which I've never seen him do, just act out of character. Cause in England, I, I watch a boatload of Liverpool games, and he's always like extremely well behaved. But this time, he walks up to the ref and like he's covering his mouth and talking, and like he's going off. And you can see, I'm like, what
1: the hell is this? So, so you know, so you know North, 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 um, that's part of the North African tactics, man. They they're very yeah. at intimidating the referee. Intimidate, in try to
0: intimidate the referee. Um, Correct.
1: You know, they exaggerate fouls. And they're better at it than the rest of the continent. So that's why Egypt played a boring brand of football, but it was very tactical, and they understand how to play it. Easier to play like that when you have, um, you know, you you pick most of your players from the local league, and those those local leagues are actually well-run leagues, and they dominate on the continent in the continental uh,
0: were, competition were on teams.
1: Yeah, you know. So I mean, and this is not just like today; it's been going on from time immemorial. Those Egyptian teams, the Al Akhlys, the Zamaleks, and even all the other yeah, new the, ones from the, the sides, the Pharaohs, all, these, all those guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, look let, them, me, let me, let me, let Units, and they just pick those players from there and put them in a national team. So they're a, they're a unit, man. They're organized.
0: Yeah. Listen, I they're unit. They're organized. Absolutely. I looked up the roster actually today, and you're right. Outside of Mohamed Al Neny, Trezeguet, Salah. And maybe one other guy that plays in Switzerland, the rest all play in Egypt. Um, and it was interesting because what they do, I, I also—I mean—they beat Ivory Coast, then they beat Morocco, and now they've beaten Cameroon. Three strong teams going into the finals, and what they've done in two of two of two or three of those games is they frustrated. The teams they've played with and forced it into penalties, which is a f- kind of a coin toss, really. Right. And just ridden their lockout out. They're not a good team.
1: They're playing like the Italians used to play back in the day. Those Italian teams—they like how the hell Correct. are they in finals competing for the world championship?
0: Correct. They've been lucky. Let's be honest. Penalties really oh, comes I down. To lucky. It. I mean, yeah, if if you right. look at if you, if you look at the Cote d'Ivoire game. Eric Bailly took a penalty and missed. That was the difference. Eric Bailly yeah, should but not be more taking, than that, like, Eric sure. should, You and I know Eric yeah. Bailly should not be taking penalties.
1: <laughs> Besides <laughs> you that, you
0: and I know how many but shots, I've, how many, many shots has
1: chances. And, and even if they then they I Coast didn't deserve to win that match. They didn't do anything. I didn't that take the, they, didn't they
0: didn't finish. It's the right. finishing that killed me. Cameroon too.
1: And that's part Cameroon of Cameroon too, today. And that's part. They didn't finish. They created They created chances. When you have a team, you have to assess from top to bottom, okay? Finishing is part of team. If you can't finish, then you're not good enough to advance, you no, know? to the no. And, I mean, you look at you know, one of the things you hear me complain about a lot is ball striking. If you look at it, it's like, I just look at these players, man. I was just looking at Cameroon. They're, they're just awkward when they move with the ball. It's, it's just not natural. They're just physical, just physical, trying to just out-physical everybody. And, like, it's, it's, it's brainless football. And they create chances, but just uh, with today, especially, it can be. He had one chance where he just panicked. Well, if he just collected the ball instead of like just trying to like snatch at it, you know, without getting you know, yeah. from our strikers, it's kind of not very good, man. Oh, no, oh. no, it, uh, that's a fundamental
0: skill. That's what I'm saying. Technical skill when it comes down to some, some, Um, I've talked to people who are like football experts in Europe, man. They've said with some of those teams there, they're like, when you play African teams, just don't let them inside the box. And their shooting is poor. So they're not going to be able to really, really just keep them outside the box. Right. They'll try shots. Boy, it's going to go way wide. Or it's going to just go straight, right. straight at the keeper.
1: Yeah. Right. Oh, straight at, so, oh, man, that's the worst part. Straight so at. The so those,
0: so, yeah. So, I mean, some people have literally said that. It's a technical skill. It's a skill. It's almost like I I, I, I liken it to if you're a, if you're a guard or a certain forward in NBA, and your shooting percentage is just piss poor, what happens when you get the ball? Uh, yeah. They
1: just back off off you. Yeah, they, they give it's, you room. Let, let, let,
0: let, his ass, <laughs> let his ass shoot. <laughs>
1: That's what he now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let his ass shoot. <laughs> gonna... Man, they just leave Westbrook alone. He just can't hit him. <laughs> He's not
0: going to hit it. <laughs> let him shoot. Uh, That's what I'm saying. That's... In your head. Yeah, so when you watch... And shooting is a fundamental part of the game. You can't play street ball and walk every goal into the net. Nah. You see what I'm saying? If you watch Egypt right today, every time Trezeguet got some space,
1: he was trying to bend he it. He hit it. He was trying, trying to, to bend, bend it. it. Yeah, Same thing with Salah.
0: Salah would have they would Four give time. the ball. What he would have two touches, and boom, right at goal. They because. They knew and, and that's what Tunisia did with us yeah they created no, they created no chances they didn't they didn't dominate anything they, you know what I'm saying nothing mm-hmm. they got one opportunity where we gave them room and the guy took the shot on goal and he went in yeah. and that was the end of the game so you mm-hmm. know it's it's you're right it looks you look at the game then you're like guys you need to shot and here's the crazy thing about it I looked up I looked at that Cameroonian roster today. Every single one of them play for clubs that you'd be impressed by. Majority of them in France. France,
1: yep. There's a Marseille, Marseille. guy. Yeah, um, yeah, they got guy. I mean, it's Cameroon, man. Of course. Agüero, the, the
0: guy we like, he plays, Napoli. Napoli with, yeah, he plays, he plays a Napoli with. Uh, Napoli.
1: He's he's you been know, the difference for Napoli early on until Victor got hurt. And yeah, he's a, so they, he's the buyer yeah,
0: of the season. He, he's a, he's a beast, man. But he's a midfielder, right? But still, I've seen midfielders that are good that strike the ball extremely well. Like it's yeah, not he's an excuse. He's to not say, a good ball striker. Yeah, he's not a, play. like, a fantastic
1: player. So and DD yeah. are the same. They have the same problem. They're very Correct. good at covering those spaces in a set, but they the distribution uh-huh. is not the greatest, and their touch is just awkward. And then yeah. when they when they when they um, strike the ball, it's just it's it's just it's just a professional, fair, frankly. Who am I to a professional? So it's I know it's hard. Yeah. But it just no, seems hard. That that's fundamentally you got to have in your kit to you make it. And that's what, to me, that's what makes Ndidi short of world class is that ability to to create an offense and strike. If he can, if he just works on his ball striking, put a little power, a little direction, and a little accuracy behind the striking. First of all, contact just the right type of contact with the right part of your foot, it'll be world-class. And it, look, it's a skill,
0: man. Like, you got to teach it, and they need, you need to spend hours and hours and hours and hours of practicing it. And that's how you get good. And you're right. You watch these games, and you realize and that's why a uh, guy from uh, – what, what game was it where he just got the ball? Was it Gabon?
1: Oh, the the, area. Area. Yeah. 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 I, I the game. Where were? Hey, like, give him credit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, no, come on, man. Lost. You There's and one, I know it might have been Malawi. <laughs> it's just one of those countries, like Malawi.
0: That, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> you and I know that guy. You take him to the field right now. Nine times out of ten, no pressure. He doesn't yeah. make that shot. Hey, look, yeah, but so, he, he
1: he made it when it mattered, and that's what he did. Happened. He did. And, and oh, you know yeah. what? It's it, it, it a good goal, man. It was, it's going to go down the goals did. of the tournament.
0: It was. And look, if they had some organization about them, they would have won that game.
1: Right? What did they but play against? Just, I don't remember which match that was. Morocco, Morocco, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Morocco, no Morocco right back.
1: Were yeah. That goal gave enough people happiness for one day in Malawi. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, like, it, even after.
0: Even after they lost that game, they'll say, "Well, you know what? That goal was good. We're good. Right. We're right. good." But, me, but, but, they'll but, be showing <laughs> that on
1: the Malarian sports networks for the next decade or so until somebody else does something better. At least the you know next outcome. Let me not disrespect them like that.
0: But you know <laughs> what? Since, since this is sports development series, you know what's unfortunate about
1: that—that
0: that they have to be, they have to have that the bar so low, right? Because they have. The naturally gifted athletes
1: well, the I, i'm just I'm, ta- ta- I'm talking about a
0: malawi right now right well, we i right. know in terms of physicality they have the athletes but taking it from that point to putting young athletes through their paces and teaching them the skill skill based that's where everything falls through and then tactical based everything falls through there and that's why you see guys like that. That guy that scored that goal—he plays in South Africa. Okay. You know, um, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. You know, Um, and I mean, a lot of these guys get signed to teams based on physicality and pace. You know, I was watching Cameroon today. Look, the first touch on a lot of players on that team was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like trapping the ball Yeah, like. You know?
0: Like you would see cross field passes, and this guy would take it in stride one touch, pan, and, and you, you would see all that stuff. So I was like, These guys are good, but the only once they get is, into the final third,
1: yeah, they it,
0: it just love
1: it. they're um, they're they the decision making not very good, correct? They just, and they just look awkward, you know. But and you were right, you actually mentioned earlier that, um. They haven't really been tested by anybody, and this was the. No, I mean,
0: this is really their first test, if you think about it. They hadn't really been tested. Um, I thought, you know, Burkina Faso. If Burkina Faso had Egypt's organization at the back, they would have beat them that first game. Because they scored, Cameroon came out, left themselves open. They almost scored again not too long after, and then they, they just go crazy. They went crazy at the back. This side yeah. up opening, and then they gave up two penalties. Cameroon scored both penalties. That's how
1: they won the game. So when you look at it, you know, know? yeah, I understand. It's, it is, I mean, but a tournament is like that, man. It's seven games to win. So it's like, like a league, you know, just because you win your first game doesn't mean you're world champion. Sometimes teams aren't quite ready, you know, especially with the way the tournament is. A lot of these guys are coming from holidays in their leagues into camp they haven't really or they're coming straight out of playing and they're so they haven't even blended. And you know, so you saw a lot of disorganization early on of boring football early on. Because teams just hadn't blended by then. So the yeah, teams yeah. have really took, blended well together in this tournament. They've actually blossomed to come out here. And I'm looking at Senegal versus um Egypt. versus Egypt in the finals. And I would I would say I'm rooting for Senegal being West African team. You know they haven't won it before. The the um the selfishness in me is like it's saying don't let Egypt get too far ahead of Nigeria because if they win an eighth, it becomes almost impossible to catch them in our lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so what do you think about the the matchup, man? How, how do you see it going next? I think
0: you know here's the thing, right? I think it's a good matchup. You know, I looked at who they played. Um, Senegal had the easier road to the final you know, when you look at the teams they beat, you know, Cape Verde, Equatorial Guinea, but what I saw from Senegal against Equatorial Guinea was a different team that I saw in the preliminaries, that I saw in the second round. They stepped they they what they did was they took it to another gear. They were playing with more intensity, they were faster, they were I mean, these guys were getting after it.
1: They look and like they worthy champions if they win it.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were not messing around. I mean, but if you look at the same thing last... they
1: did in the second half against Burkina Faso, too.
0: Correct. When they, if you they, look when
1: at – when the second half started, they said, okay, it's time. So It's time, mean, but yeah. look at the caliber of players they have, and I was watching that game against the Burkina Faso. You know, everyone always looks at their offensive players, but that uh Khalidu Koulibaly, that guy's a oh, real Oh my god, nah, He's, goodness, been, a, he's been a monster. He <laughs> I mean he just yeah. for between the Faso like it's like there was nothing. It's gonna be hard. Nothing.
0: No, I and mean,
1: you have a rock line, and you in the middle they have Ghana Gay and gay. <laughs> gay plays a PSG, and you have Mane. There's enough set. That's audio Mane. Mane, and then you have, you have yeah. coming from the bench. You know that's, they
0: have a team. I mean, they got, got a good, good players. Look, and, good. and 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 when you watch them if that game against burkina faso outside of the goal burkina faso didn't really do anything they neutralized them they neutralized them they took the ball from them when they wanted they did exactly what they wanted to do so it was it was and the way they stepped up their game to another level that's what got me cuz i've been watching them all all tournament i was like they, they kind of took their time in earlier games they didn't really stress themselves it was straight, it was funny because you were watching me like, these guys aren't really putting any effort, but they were winning games, right? So you're like, okay, they got into knockout stages and you saw a different team. Yeah. Like these Senegalese guys just took it. And Money so
1: in particular, he's just he's been on fire at least the last two games in particular. But you know, he basically has been the one that, okay, yeah. we're, 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 we're chilling. All right, we need to go. Okay. Okay, Money, step up. Yeah. yeah, that's what he's doing literally, right? So I think he's got like what three goals, three, four goals in a tournament right now. Yeah, yeah. he's so, gonna give
0: listen. I, I, I'm telling you this now, he's going to give the Egyptian defense a lot of problems. He's going to give them, and it, it, Salah's gonna give them problems too. But the, th- the thing about Salah has really been neutralized. You watch all the games,
1: no, not what neutralized, yes, in terms of on ball, but what he does off the ball is so important for Egypt. He drags players away, man. Defenders there, they they,
0: they, they chase him. They have to follow him.
1: And their counterattack, you know, you know there's a counterattack possibility. So you always have somebody there holding back. With him, yeah. Yeah. Right, so you know the Cameroon fullbacks today weren't really as joyful going forward because somebody had to stay back and monitor and make sure they kept an eye, double-team Mohamed Salah.
0: Because he let
1: him get off. I mean, there's no, not a whole lot you can do
0: about it. Yeah, and he up. he he yeah, and he, like we talk about striking the ball, he's good at striking the ball. If you give that soccer space, he will bury it. And you know he makes he makes fantastic runs off the ball. Like when you watch him, boom, he's gone. He's made a real quick run, and his guys look for. Him. That's the difference, yep. right? They play as a team, but they know they're looking for Salah. They're looking for Traoré. When they go forward, they know it. They don't try to. There's no complications in what they do. It's pretty simple when you watch them. And then going back defensively, they fight as hell for the ball. They try to make sure you know you don't you don't you don't beat them on one on one matches. And, the and left they, back,
1: they the left back is really good, man. That yeah, guy so... is incredible. Usually Cameroon, they've been more down the right side on every team I've seen them play in this tournament. And left back, then a light. He just said, "You shall not pass." <laughs> Because uh, what was that guy? Yeah. Is it uh, uh, what's his name? The the midfielder kind of plays like win back of Cameroon, but him and the right back—I mean—and the um right fullback always bomb down that right side, put crosses yeah. in. That's how Babulcar scored six goals in a tournament, and it can be his scored four, maybe even five, because a lot of knockdowns, and they're just there to pick up the scraps, you know. But Egypt did not allow that to happen today. Anyways, yeah, no, man. So uh, I think get, I, I'm hoping Senegal gets them, but I know Egypt can be professional enough to take this to penalties again. <laughs> I,
0: to penalties. And, I, and I and 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 uh, hey, and they could surprise us and not even take his penalties. They could just catch Senegal on the counter, catch him again on the counter, game over, right? That's right. <laughs> that, that, right. that's how they play. They don't come out at you. They look for you to make a mistake. That's how they play. So I think, but Senegal, the thing about Senegal, watching that team. That's a professional, organized unit, man. These aren't guys who, you know, this is, this is not Equatorial, Guinea, or Gabon. They're not just going to run around and give you a lot of space to... They know what they're doing. Let me put it that way. So, for me, I'm picking Senegal. Um, I think they have a lot of quality. I think they could do it. I think they're organized. They have the experience all over that pitch, you know. Um. But we'll see. Because last last World Cup they lost in the final too, right? I mean last yep. Af- okay. Afcon, yeah.
1: But they, the stats say no team has ever not won the Afcon and been to three finals and lost.
0: Correct. So there's and this is this is it was the same team, same coach. You know, this is a hungry a team for seven years. Yeah, man, this is a hungry team. So all right, something. let's let, let's shift to our beloved Super Eagles. Um. Do you think firing Raw was a mistake?
1: No, it, I mean, I think do we talked think, about this last time. He had to yeah, go. But let me rephrase. It. Let it me rephrase boring, that. Do that. And, and do you think
0: do you think Raw would have um maybe been able to grind out the victories, needed with the experience? Look,
1: look. <laughs> and look, when we have Nigeria, and you're saying we're playing Guinea-Bissau, what is this? It shouldn't even be a question. When you say we're playing against who are the other minnows, Sudan, it shouldn't even be a question. They only match in that entire um, group that anyone would have asked questions would have been the match against Egypt, you said, know. Yeah. And really, when if Raw were there, we would have come out the non-aggressor in that game. And that's the thing that I never could stand with Raw. Oh, we're playing against Cape Verde and we're coming out non-aggressors. Like we are the Super Eagles. Uh, Look, if you look at the play, the caliber of players we have compared to the caliber of players these other teams that we come out against and act like we shouldn't be aggressive, that mentality is eroded. So I was tired of seeing that. So I'm not going to go back. That decision has been made. Now the timing of it, horrible. It's not because it's it didn't set the team up for success long term. And we saw that in the in just in the haphazard way, guys weren't called up. You know, maybe the wrong person was called up instead of Dessers. We called somebody else up that wasn't really gonna Onyekuru. That wasn't really gonna do anything for but, us.
0: But when would have when would have been a better time though to fire? Um, if it wasn't if it wasn't at this point in time, right before yeah, we
1: documented this before, I think Roar should have been fired after the World Cup in 2018. Okay, <laughs> granted that didn't happen. Okay. So, I mean, that right there, when we came back, we should have told them, thank you, goodbye. Um, you know, thanks for the work. You did well. You really did well. But the sentiments allowed him to stay on. After that, I would say, after we drew four over Sierra Leone, I probably would have really considered firing him after that, too. Then, especially that, that after we lost, the, the only reason why we couldn't fire him after we lost to um, Central African Republic, is because we had matches coming up and just but really at four four with Sierra Leone and some comments that he's made over time. He he should have been gone.
0: Did you hear the comments he made after we lost to Tunisia?
1: Um I don't know which one. He seemed to be in the news a lot. He made
0: a comment that we lost to a weekend Tunisia team and um he wouldn't have played this player here, he wouldn't have done that. And- he was he did an interview with a German newspaper. I was just like, like,
1: no, I mean, like, just like, dude, he can say anything he wants.
0: That's classless. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you know what? Fine. They fired you. You didn't like it. You know, we lost to Tunisia. And let's be honest, okay. I know there were things we could have done better. We got a red card in that game. Tunisia had one shot really on goal, and they scored. You know I mean they and we almost score. if Sadiq Umar had some kind of ability to finish a freaking goal right he equalizes with 10 men you and I yeah, know
1: well, it Well what are they what do you, what are they saying what's that saying that if, if we're fifth we'll all be drunk Well the simple <laughs> fact that Sadiq Umar is the one out there uh that we have to trot out there to score instead of a guy like maybe uh Dessers you know um or administrative situations and allow and Emmanuel Dennis to be present at the African... So, look, the 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 nail in the coffin is applied at a certain point, but the genesis of all of that starts from, uh, you know, a long time ago. So if you look at it as a preparation to it, it, on the surface of things, when you look at the preparation, how you hire a coach three, three weeks before a tournament, you uh, don't have any prep, real preparation friendly matches most of your squad comes in much later than when camp opened maybe about a week, less than a week before the tournament is about to start you yeah. know you would not expect that such a team would progress and do well so in the overall picture if you look at just the end product you're like this is exactly where you would expect a team that had that kind of shoddy proper preparation to end up in now we've seen so many times where all of a sudden they overcome such obstacles and Prevail and do well, or maybe even win the tournament. You know, type close enough to win the tournament. However, when you look at it from a microcosm point of view, I actually think the tournament went well for Nigeria. From my perspective, really, we're never going to win this tournament. If you look at the, if you look at this tournament, and if you've been honest with yourself, we're not one of the three best teams in this tournament. There's just the, the teams that are going to finish one, two, three. If you look at Cameroon right now, say I would rate them above us in just maturity. And we beat them on our day? Of course. But from maturity level, those are the kind of teams right now our boys seem to struggle against. You know, teams are physical and can grind it out with against us. Uh, our boys aren't don't seem as tough right now. That's one thing I noticed. But um I don't think we're at this point with Egypt, if we played Egypt again, do you really think who would you favor in that matchup? Egypt or us? I favor us. Okay. because so, uh, because
0: no because of how we beat them right i thought we dominated them in an embarrassing way listen and if we didn't show them the respect we were showing them that game should have been 3-0 right all due what respect and, and and, and it, yeah and if we're beating them 3-0 i don't think they get this far i think the confidence disaster is just mm-hmm. right. they, it just takes it takes their heart because I, I was watching that game and that we had so many opportunities, but dude, you know Taiwo was playing his very first game for Nigeria. Those jitters were there; you could see it. You know, not his if first game, was,
1: but first, you know, first in the tournament. Second, first, star. yeah, yeah. If if that was OC, man, ah. bra, bro. Yeah, So that's the one thing you say is like we're gonna get we're gonna get some good players coming back, All right, yeah. what about I mean, but I'm talking about in this tournament though. That team, yeah. No, in in this topic. tournament. Because look, to... I, I, I still
0: put the Tunisia game in context, right? And I look at it for what it is. Like we lost, yes. But when I look at it, I'm like, you know, we just lost, and then we got a red card when we're really trying to fight. But honestly, <laughs> Tunisia, Tunisia didn't do anything in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it reminded big, yeah. it reminded me, you know what it reminded me of. I'm a Chelsea fan, so it reminded me of those Chelsea games we play when we go to Burnley and we lose <laughs> and we dominate the whole game, but Burnley gets one corner kick and they score with a header. Mm-hmm. And then we spend the rest of the game fighting. And next thing we get a red card in the second half and Burnley beats us one zero. That's what he reminded me of. That's exactly what it reminded me of. So I look at it and I'm like, but I think we need some work done on the team to improve certain things. To make us sharper in front of goal, like more ruthless. Like the two, there were two chances Sadiq Umar missed in that second half. I'm not even gonna talk about the chances he missed against uh was it Guinea Bissau? Mm-hmm. But there were two chances he missed in the second half. I was like, like, dude, you need to go work when you're finishing, man. You cannot be a forward look, playing like this. I you think, know what I mean? Look- like
1: his levels, though, we said right. He yeah, played yeah, in yeah, division yeah. two for a reason, man. And people, people always seem to overglorify our players, and a lot of our players are just average. And it, it, it's it it hurts to hear it, but it's the truth. We don't really have any world class players except for Victor Shiman. That's it. Apart from Victor Shiman, and the rest of the guys are just kind of average. Maybe they're. I mean, of course, uh, Ndidi is above average, but he's not world class. Osimin not world class yet, but he's the one that we'll say is on the trajectory where he looks like he could. Be. But yeah. this if anyone—if if, anyone's yeah, going to talk about Nigeria's
0: danger men, they're talking about Osiman. No question about that. Yeah. yeah. But
1: but yeah, we'll see. So we got Ghana coming up in the um, nations. I mean, in the World Cup qualifier. <sighs> how you how, how are you seeing? Ghanaians are like trying to get all hands on deck. You heard they. Are. I know they got a hut in the doorway. Somebody else that they picked up, that wanted is it from Bung, I think, from Southampton? They, they,
0: they didn't, they didn't, they did
1: not get Hutton oh, like the uh Oh, promises uh, allegiances to Ghana that he might be playing this game. You serious? That's what I read. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, 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 look, well, they're trying to cover us though. And the first well, leg look. is in Ghana and they're already playing games. They try to move the stadium to Kumasi. And calf didn't allow him to do it because it wasn't a proof saying so they're, already,
0: a uh, they're already preparing. I want to know what the hell Pinnick and his boys are doing. That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> yeah, I know I, I, good. Good. I heard I heard Picero put some clauses in his contract that they can't agree with, so that deal has fallen through. He's not oh, okay, good. good.
1: I'd rather keep a Guavon, honestly. I say yeah, so it's,
0: it's gonna going be a Guavon, but my, my fear is since it's a mm-hmm. Guavon, are they going to give him everything he needs to be successful? That's it my fear.
1: Insane. Yeah, That's and are dead. they going
0: to pay? Are they going to pay him what he should be getting? What the money you were meant to give Picero? How about you try to create a package similar to that? You know, and pay a Guavon. How about well, that? Well, you
1: know, they already said his job yeah. is uh, his a technical director, so he's not getting paid anything more than the technical director pay.
0: These jokers, man! And here's the thing that frustrates me is. This man might actually beat Ghana and take us to the World Cup. And you know what they're going to try and do?
1: Uh, They're going to try and bring somebody else to come coaches in the World Cup. Nah. That's the bullshit bullshit they do, man. They did it with with Lars Lagerback. Remember that clown
0: that they brought in? See, that's the nonsense they do. Right before the World Cup, they'll try to terminate him and bring someone else in. And see, but here's the thing. I think if we prepare, if we identify who our squad is going to be, if we're ready, Ghana's not ready. I could tell you that right now. I could tell you, like, if we put our squad together based on what happened in this World Cup and we show up, Ghana ain't ready, man. They're not ready for what's coming. We might beat them in Kumasi and in Abuja. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I, like,
1: I, I do like that we're playing in Abuja. So that's yeah, good. That's yeah, good. and that stadium, so that, that stadium, that stadium that is nice. Stadium has always been a good... It always had a good feel. Yeah, yeah. decent but amount I,
0: Yeah, but I think, honestly, I swear to you, I think it comes down to how we prepare. Give this man everything he needs to get that team ready. Let him pick his squad. I love the way Zaidu was playing. I think all I know is a threat. My only problem is going when he goes up forward, there's a liability in that space he leaves behind and then coming back is not as strong. Indeed, he's a monster. Arribo play fantastic. Um, you know... Osiman is going to be back. Ehena Chaw, uh, Ajala, Moses Simon. You know, and it's up to them whether they want to play, uh, you know, Iwobi or what's his name? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But I know this, I know we are a better team than the Black Stars. I know the Black Stars have a hangover from losing to the likes of Comoros. Not really doing, they lost the Camorras, yeah. however, so this, you want to swing way, it.
1: This is when they'll be <laughs> at their, uh, the most you know, angry and alert now. I mean, look at the yeah, rip- so you yeah. imagine that they understand that they're at the lowest. And we've you know, look, I'm not underrating anybody. I've, I've learned you know, if you haven't learned your lesson by now, then you haven't been paying attention. First of all, one thing you know for sure the Ghanaians are going to fight. With the very last ounce of sweat and blood oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. because it's against Nigeria. That's number one. And the question now is: will our guys be willing to match that fight? Because in, in the first thing being over there in Ghana, if you don't match that fight, <laughs> you can come out of there with a pasting or a result that you don't really understand. You know, so you have to be able to match. And I hope our boys are ready to understand this is not this is not your average matchup. And it's no, for it's all the marbles at this point, no, pretty it's much. It's, it's, it's for it. everything.
0: It's, it's for the marbles. It's for World Cups. It's for bragging rights. It's for pride.
1: <laughs> it's, it's
0: for it's for the Nigerians that live in Ghana. Look, let me tell you something, man. If it was Pissero coaching that team, i will be concerned. Because he doesn't understand the context. He won't. He won't. He won't. There's no way he could understand the importance. But it's Eguavon. It's Yobo on that bench. It's, it's those people. They know how important this game is. For those kids that grew up in Jand or wherever, that grew up playing, they're going to help them understand just how important it is to play at 110% in this game. They're going to let them know. And yeah. Ghana, you're right, they have a hangover. So there's there's some lack of confidence there. And I think that's what we can exploit. There's, there's, we're more confident than they are. There's lack of confidence there with them. So I think, like, if we go in that game and boom, we score one zero, they crumble. I promise you that they'll crumble because they're not. They're not. Their mindset is not there. But I do know this: when they play us, <laughs> they might be ranked <laughs> number ninety nine in FIFA. But when they play us, they bring out everything like they're going to compete. And it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good fight in that midfield with Thomas Partey, you know, in DG Aribo. It's gonna be a really good fight. And I hope my you know, my prayer and hope
1: shoot is next month. Yeah, but it's the end of next month, so that's like the end of March.
0: Yeah, I just hope that you know we're um healthy. yeah, um, that's a
1: big thing, right? Guys uh, like Osimhen need to play really majority of our spine needs to be healthy. Now, what do you think about Maduka? Manu- drum- yeah. What What's your feelings yeah, about Maduka?
0: Yes, I, I like him, man. I think you know. I think he didn't expect that shot, man. I think you know he didn't think that guy was going to let the ball rip from that distance. So he reacted. It actually hit his hit his arm and bounced off and went in. That's what I'm saying. Tunisia was just they got lucky, man. But he hit his arm, bounced off, and went in. And you could tell that he was like, "Damn!" You know, it's yeah. one of those things. Yeah, That's yeah. You swerve, too. That all yeah. served on him. The ball served. Um, I mean, he, he, I think he's a really good goalie. He made all the right decisions.
1: He didn't get tested though, if you think about it. Even in the, that Egypt was the only game. test. I yeah, mean, yeah, he came up really... some saves in that game, but the damage was already done at that yeah, point. He did. Damage, yeah, the damage. Yeah, I he got that goal. I, and a lot of already people are already not really sold on him, but I, I'm okay with him because no, I like him, I like the kid. Because man. I, I think the reason yeah. why he's young, he's on a trajectory when you look at his moves. You know, I'll say that's one of the good things that Roar has left with us. Is this guy blossoms if we allow him to, man. You know, he's young, goalkeepers don't get seasoned till they're in their 30s, anyway. So if this guy's getting all this experience now, it'll only bode well for the future as long as he keeps playing. With
0: yeah, I, I like him. I think he's going to be really good. This was his first tournament. First, 1st wasn't that his first game for Nigeria? Like, it, this tournament played his first couple of games for Nigeria, right? He hadn't, mm. he hadn't kept for Maduka. Had he kept for us before? No, no,
1: he, he, he was the keeper through almost all through our qualifiers.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's he, he's good, though. I mean, he's, he's a good one. He's
1: okay. Um, he, he does let in, like, it seems like he lets in uh, an ordinary amount of goals for shots, though. Shots on goal. There's always, like, there's been enough where it's like, dude, what are you doing, man? You shouldn't be getting beat by that shot, you know? And then yeah. he was in goal when it was 4-4 against Sierra Leone. So that, that's like a stain on you. But that's more than but You that's in that game. I yeah. would say Well, you that. know what?
0: The shoes he has to fill are pretty large in Vincent Iyema. Now Vincent Yema, that, that was a monster, man. Like, you know, so... I think he'll come into his own. I think he's a good goalie. Um,
1: yeah, N'Goma at 23 wasn't the N'Goma we know of later on. You know what I mean? It's correct, like,
0: it's correct. Real,
1: not football age. Real 23. N'Goma <laughs> wasn't like right. you know what I'm saying. Like it wasn't yeah, that. You know, he was yeah. making mistakes too. Goalkeepers have to season. In fact, the mistakes you have to just live with it if you know this is a good goalie. But the thing is, most young goalies at, the, at that level pull out stops that save the team. If you remember, to, I mean, he made least made that save against Mosala. Yeah,
0: yeah, he did good man. save too.
1: Yeah. Okay, but you don't really remember too many times where Matacara has had to like, oh, that was a great save. You pulled that out to like save save us from that situation. Shots that should score or do score. A good goalie, you know, will stop something that should be a goal.
0: I would say let's let's give the kids some time and see, you know, because who who do we have it? a better goalie right now?
1: I don't believe we do. I think um, other people do like Francis Uzoho. uh Uzoho. You know, like, I don't know. Is he better? Is... The only thing I would say, I think in Africa, maybe he understands it a little better in the African terrain, but I don't yeah. know. I think our goalie's are average. I think it's a weak link. It's
0: team. it's the funny thing with goalies. I mean, you saw the game today. Uh, Anana goal keeps for Ajax. Didn't save a penalty. That goalie Goalkeeps in Egypt.
1: Yeah, but penalties, you can't (laughs) really use that. I'm just saying, though, but they coach you on that stuff, right? He he, he gave up three goals because the other teammates missed three penalties. That has nothing to do with Nana. No, but every every time, every time,
0: yeah, every time he made the wrong decision, right? But I'm just saying, like, when you, in terms of he went the wrong way, and in Ajax, you know, of course, I know he's been coached extremely well on penalties, how to read the player how to make the right decision how to do all that stuff so a lot of times I'm I, and the reason why I bring that up is because you can't use that to judge him right no, you I'm could not, just say yeah yeah use that so you know it, it the goalies it's a funny thing man it's really hard to determine you know you just have to look and over time you can make an assessment of a goalie um I do know I do know senegal has the best goalie in oh, yeah. afghan
1: yeah, <laughs> so, yeah one of the best in the best world in so He's, yeah, a, he's a mountain
0: in there. He's a beast, man. So I mean, but um, you know, the Ghana game is huge. The kid that plays for Crystal Palace, Ulise,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that guy, man. I swear. I don't know if he's made his pledge for Nigeria. We invited know, him once. It
1: was <clears> kind of <throat> odd that we invited him, but you know. I know Iberi
0: is a he's, so gone he's gone on my nerves. He's, he's 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 way he said he's waiting on England. You know, I mean, look at look at look at what they did to Tommy Abraham.
1: <laughs> you know but I mean? That's not how the kid sees it, man. I can't really blame him too much, but you know, it is what yeah, it is. I'd yeah, I mean, I rather yeah. you tell me where, where you where your allegiance lies early, let's know. But, I kinda the side eye to those who come back later after they can't get into the main team yeah. and then, okay, now I want to play for you guys. I'm like
0: just like uh, what's his name? Um what's that guy's name? He's played for Newcastle came back at the very 23rd hour, Play for Nigeria.
1: Oh, shalom, Obi. Shalom,
0: Obi. yeah. So, I mean, but but you know what? Here's the thing is, um, I mean, we talked about Egypt and how almost the entire squad was local. Can you imagine if we could put out a squad where we had like maybe Ndidi and Osimen were the only foreign players? Everyone we, else played we we
1: in We're losing. we no, losing the game. No. Uh, <laughs>
0: and but But check this out. Imagine if we could put out that squad and that squad could be good enough to take us to the finals of AFCON. You're That's how you... Circa
1: 1988 and 1990. That's... yeah, but, but, but you know what?
0: That's how you know you've arrived. If we could do that, let's say, we, let's say we had all these international foreign players, you know, all the Uzo, um, Eduques and Chukwezes and Iwobi, and we're like, the coach, like, you know what, I'm not even inviting any of these guys. I'm gonna make sure my guys here spend some time together. We go in and we get past the first round, second round, quarterfinals, and we only have two guys that play in Europe. That's how you know that your football is has arrived. You know what I'm saying? Or 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 you go to a World Cup and you have six guys on your squad
1: who play locally. All right. You know what I mean? So, and the, the problem is, those guys that are local players, the moment they play with the Super Eagles, they'll be no longer local players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to buy them up, right? But that's how it just goes, man. It's like, you know, you want you want. First of all, our local league is in shambles right now. It's in no position to really produce players that will be capable of doing that at this particular... They're not even, they hardly play. It's always disjointed. They could yeah, do they much better, been. man. And the league so, would be much better.
0: Yeah, and, and to put it in perspective for you, like, you know, the National League is division second tier, right? Which is like the second mm-hmm. division after NPFL. And um, I remember I was talking to a player that once, and I said to him, I was like, oh, man, how are your games going? He's like, man, he said, bros, you have canceled the last two games. I said,
1: ah, this is recently?
0: Yeah, recently, like last year. I said, how many games do you guys have? This, like, this had nothing to even do with COVID. I said, how many games do you guys have in the season? He said eight. (laughs) (laughs) I said league.
1: He said, Um, yeah. Wow.
0: I I said, but you also play, you know, the Nigerian version of FA Cup. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, league, that's it. Can you imagine? Dude, youth players in Europe play at least 30 games a season.
1: All right. Uh, it's a sad tale, man. It's sad. It's kind of sad. You know,
0: so so this is your second tier professional guys. This is the league where you're meant to have your guys who have just decided to go professional. They're meant to be playing in this league. The 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds.
1: All right. You know 17-year-olds. So, yeah. Right? Let
0: them,
1: let them it, get, it, cut their teeth in the lower leagues, play, but be playing. Yeah. You know? It's sad, yeah, man. It's a sad reflection of the way things are, honestly. And
0: and and to be honest with you, that is the responsibility of the federation. Let's be honest, man. I'll call it what it is. That's the responsibility of the federation to ensure that you have consistent leagues across the board for a lot of players, to ensure that your coaches are operating at a certain standard. So just not no just you, you just can't have some crazy joe wake up from the streets one day and say yo i'm a coach you know no you have to go through a certain standard and we know who's coaching players out across the country that's the kind of way you develop stuff and then you have a situation where every player that's being developed you know he's getting taught some serious stuff and right. then you you see you see what happens you just watch you see what happens but then you 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 don't see them focusing on that, man. I mean, they do things here and there to make things better, but as a whole, nah. As a whole, I, and, and I'm saying this from talking to so-called academies, you know, talking to amateur clubs, talking to clubs that play in the National League, MPFL players I've dealt with who play on those levels. Like I have intimate information what's going. On. Are you playing the MPFL? These guys go months without getting paid.
1: Of course, that's
0: not game. a surprise. I have a I, I, there's a player I deal with right now. He just left mm-hmm. one club to another club. The other club still owes him for over, over one million naira.
1: He may he may he, never see that.
0: He may never. What's he going to do? He can't <laughs> take him to. What's he going to do? He can't take him to court. You know, and that's the thing, though. You you have to make that environment better, but it's difficult. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's difficult because most of these clubs are owned by governments. state governments. And the state governments, you and I know, they're all powerful. So you can't h- really hold them accountable, you know, unless you kind of promote more private ownership of clubs. And that, because like we talk about Egypt, all the clubs we're talking about, Zamalek, Al Ali, pharaohs all this club they're all privately owned
1: right so that's the thing if we can get to the point where we're legislated we're new league forms none it should never not be owned by you can't join unless you're owned by individuals no exactly can own it yeah and that's when we'll see the blossom in the at least it'll allow it to really f- develop naturally
0: you know? yeah yeah so yeah. i mean bruh but yo f- this weekend Afghan football coming to a close uh, next year, Cote d'Ivoire, elephant. L- L- yo, we, 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 I know what we're, we're supposed to try and go to this one, <laughs> but yo, we got to try to make that Cote d'Ivoire, man.
1: Well, if that's in the books, then that's what we're going to do.
0: No, but at least, you know what? I want to go at least just check out a few games. I don't know what the environment is like. Is there even an environment? Did you, did you, did you, did you hear anything about?
1: I mean, I would say the AFCON has tainted a bit because of the deaths of those, uh, you know, fans in the stadium. I don't know if there's a celebratory move, I think. And one of the – I wouldn't quite say it's my feeling, but a lot of the feeling is let's get this over with. But I don't feel that way at all. I think, like I said, from the quarterfinals on, this tournament has been outstanding to me. Uh, even Even the refereeing has gotten much better as the stages have gotten higher and higher and higher because there were some atrocious refereeing decisions, I'll say up to the round of 16, that you were seeing, yeah. like you were saying about the red cards, it just seemed like they were taking it overboard, and even VAR wasn't helping the situation, it seemed like, so I was always wondering what was going on, but uh, at yesterday's refs and the semifinal refs, they looked like they were on point, but Gasama and uh, I forget the other gentleman's name from Ethiopia, who I think, from mm. what I heard, he's getting rave reviews on social media of how well he refereed that match between Senegal and and Burkina Faso. So, again, mm. if you ask me, I think 24 is too many. I think we could shave eight out of that and just keep it a 16 team tournament. I think that would make it the, the strike, the fairest balance for quality. But I understand why we have 24. We're trying to give those other countries a chance at to punch develop, to man. I just don't know. Develop, I, yeah. If it's, if, I would like to see if this development is real. Is it really development, or is it just those bottom feeders are all going to be replacing each other every time, and the quality will remain the same? Because that's what it If seems you know, if play. you
0: know, if you notice though, beating those teams was more difficult in this tournament.
1: Yeah, because they're like playing the, them like early, the right?
0: Cape, the Cape, the Cape, Verdes, even Cape Birds, they though, they're these,
1: not on the bottom. No, no, no. Cape no, Verde is okay. in the top sixteen. I put them in the top sixteen of
0: everything. Equatorial Guinea. You know, they yeah. did show some... Gabon.
1: The, I mean, look, I'm a, not talking about
0: Gambia. Yeah.
1: I'm not talking about... G- Gabon is not in the bottom. The bottom feeders are talking about the Malawi. So. <laughs> hey, <laughs> they, they scored story. that goal,
0: man. Stop it, man. They scored on, that man. great goal. <laughs> you
1: they really need to develop on the Afghan stage like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay. Comoros, uh, Comoros, they they Comoros but, beat beat Ghana, man. They, they beat I Ghana they this year anyway, but but Comoros beat <laughs> Ghana. Comoros, had,
0: you know, so. check that. Comoros beat Ghana, and we're gonna go into a battle with Ghana qualifying for the World Cup. Ain't that something? But Comoros beat Ghana, man. They beat Ghana.
1: Yeah, and they scored a wonderful goal in the in the, in the round of sixteen against Cameroon. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but remember, it, we, 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 imagine we, a tournament where Comoros makes it to the next round on the verge of one win. That's not even right. Even Tunisia probably should not have been in the next round of sixteen based on how they perform. So well, I've I, always I, never really liked that third best. I hate that stuff. Like, no, you got than top tier in your group, you don't deserve to qualify for the next round. All right. Yeah, you know what
0: though, it it's. You're right in the sense that yes, it's it's one thing to give them this room to just participate, but it's another thing. You gotta have a strategy. Like, what does CAF plan on doing to make sure that these guys have a higher level of football? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not enough to yeah, just say, okay, owned, well,
1: like uh, they they did well in getting, you know, <laughs> they didn't lose to Algeria, and did they win it? But Jesus, man, Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I didn't see that. <laughs> Yo, uh, it, <laughs> yeah. hey
0: you remember we lost to Madagascar you remember that
1: yeah but see they didn't even make it to Madagascar <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that's what I'm saying the bottom feeders are just replacing each other because one day they're luckily this was good but what, what are they really doing like Madagascar should be here
0: that yeah. would be the
1: real progress even the Malawi that we're making fun of I think this is the second one and at least the last either back to back or the last two yeah yeah they're yeah. they
0: better than those other guys. I, I think what it is is you're right, it's the inconsistency. And even with us, a lot of times I'll sit back and be like, like, we're not really good, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would have to just tell myself the truth because I'm like, we're not consistent, right? Um, the good teams are consistent, but the frustrating thing about it, did you did you watch any of the European games recently that they played? Uh,
1: no, no, no. I didn't see any European games. I just saw South America and you saw South
0: America. Even in Europe, teams struggled like these days. Like Germany, it's not like they're blowing everyone out. You you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's
1: well, Germany it's has weird. had a rough hat since they won yeah, the Bulls in yeah. And they've had some very bad results. But I mean the big teams still England still drops these teams. Belgium root route. I mean, look, no, Germany is one exception. All the other teams are doing getting the job done for the most part. When they play against these teams, they put goals up. It may not be fluid football because again, it's it's difficult to establish that rhythm in a couple of days of camp when you guys are gone for like a couple of months. Come back in in less than a week, you gotta yeah. Play. Yeah, It's 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 different. So you're not expecting them to be in full gear. But you watch that Brazil versus Paraguay game. On yeah. uh, earlier this week. No,
0: that that was a hell of a performance by Brazil. You're just, right, you were right. Ball, man,
1: it was suffocating from Brazil. They just have the yeah, ball the whole time. Man. They were just taking shots after shots and creating chances after chances. The touch is immaculate, the, the passes are just accurate, you know. It's it's the right speed. It's just we have we have a long way to go, bro.
0: Those guys were good. <laughs> Put it to you like this: when you watch them, the way they played. The way they took the ball from the midfield all the way and created a chance, decided how they were going to go about it, crossed it in the runs they were making. Like, yo, it was so fluid. It was well, so.
1: Junior, he's coming into his own. Look, they, oh, were, they were revitalizing. Yeah. Um, Coutinho looked good. I was like, wow. He,
0: man, scored. So he's, he's scored he scored. Coutinho scored in that game. Forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you
1: know, on the right. Rapina, that guy, man, he's. He's he's coming he's coming out he's he's yeah he's they
0: about. they they have they have a conve- they have a conveyor. He's not belt staying in Leeds much longer. No uh, no. Is he Brazil? Like you, you you look at that team and you're like okay all the guys you typically knew of weren't even there. Like these were all bunch of new guys and it's just they didn't miss a beat,
1: <laughs> right? Nope. No. Look at Casemiro they didn't even play. Yeah. yeah. So they're. they're, yeah, they're, they're playing in this position. And what's his name played too, um, Danny Alves. So like yeah. man, this guy can just not retire from anything. Yeah,
0: Gabriel Jesus <laughs> came off the bench. Jesus came off the bench in that game. Right, you see, what I'm saying like you know, and that just that just goes to show you the level they're at. Like you're playing for Man City and you're coming off the bench for Brazil. Imagine if a Nigerian player was a starter for Man City. <laughs> you know, he'd be like he owns the world. You know, so it's just um. It, it it shows the difference in levels development where they are you know those guys they really do a good job of what they do so but it is what it is man i think for us it's march now you know we're we'll gonna enjoy this weekend hopefully senegal pulls it off but definitely the game against ghana is um that's, the big, that's that's the big one bro yeah
1: one, bro. so we'll we'll get it done hopefully if not you know we'll Lick our wounds and we consider what the next moves are. But I think one of the good things about losing to Tunisia is our heads are not that big. Sometimes we struggle with when people praise us too well and say everything is looking good. This is usually when we <laughs> collapse. The, the, the,
0: the president good. is calling them,
1: wow. yeah, oh,
0: all that bullshit, man. That's, Anyways, what got, man. that's what, yeah. But my man, thanks for coming on. Hey, we'll do this again. You know, Indeed. gotta keep gotta keep talking about our super eagles, but it's fun. Um, all right. Thank you. Love you guys, sports dev. See you later. Bye. Peace.